What's going on, everyone? This is Mike Sleater with the My Two Wheel Life podcast, powered by MX Store. It is Tuesday, January 24th. I'm coming to you from the Gold Coast of Australia in my garage, looking at my sweet motorcycles and bicycles and wish I was on one right now. Not uh, debriefing from a long day behind the computer, but you know, it's what it is. Got to pay the bills, and uh, this podcast isn't doing that, but it is fun, and I enjoy uh, giving my two cents for what it's worth. Man, what a weekend of racing we had. I had some cool stuff I did as well that I want to share with you, some learnings um, with my son riding and, you know, kind of the journey I'm doing. But before we dive into some action and some some uh, dad life slash uh, learnings, let's give it to the sponsors that make this podcast happen. First and foremost, MX Store, the home of the largest range of parts and accessories in Australia. They're the ones that sponsor World Supercross. AME's All Supercross. They are giving away free entries to the first 20 riders that sign on for the Sunshine State uh, Queensland Series for the 125 Cup. Man, they just do so much. It is so cool. Wreckers the Checkers. Proud to be part of that crew there. Just doing doing things their way. Aggressive, lean, nimble. Get over to mxstore.com.au to get your parts and accessories because the people that support this podcast also have their product on that store so if you talk hear me talking about products that i like get over to mxstore.com.au and check it out if they don't have it send them a request i'm sure they'll get it in so wow new sponsors to this my two life platform and i'm almost kind of godsmacked chorley designs has come on board with my program um to support my racing um my dirt bike racing and that's really cool. Troy Lee is just an iconic human. That crew there, they do amazing things from style, forward thinking, amazing product. I, I tested the product last year, about a year ago, for the first time. And all my years in California, I just never, never got to use it. So being in Australia, I've teamed up with uh, the Lusty crew. Um, and I'm going to be wearing Troy Lee this year. I'm super stoked. Uh, Troy Lee Designs is... An iconic SoCal brand. I'm a SoCal guy. I know Troy personally, and I just never had the opportunity to wear it. Um, not because it wasn't good stuff. I've always kind of envious of their style, their custom lids, what they do. So super stoked to bring Troy Lee along with my journey on my two life, racing, training, riding, bullshitting, all the above. So yeah, stoked to have Troy Designs a part of that. And also ODI. ODI I was one of the guys that was uh, the t- I was the main test rider for the development of ODI with Kevin Stevens when he was there. Um, man, and to see that grip get on a KTM for the first time that was a big win. Working with the now CEO of KTM on that project when he was the product product manager. So been with ODI from you know day dot with that lock on, and now being able to use their bars. It's just, I love working with a passionate brand. So running that RC4 ODI, Carmichael Lowe, um, with my lock-ons, I'm really stoked on that set, set up. Really good. So ODI coming on board this year. Of course, Maxxis Tires. Really stoked to be a part of that program from Moto. You know, working with McGrath, working with that team over in the States. You have Todd Waters, all the factory Husqvarna team running that tire. Um, gosh, they wouldn't run that tire if it wasn't good. 
right? You you have the Axel Hodges doing 90-foot stoppies on the thing. Man, it is a very underrated tire. Great price point. Available at mxstore.com.au. Also, on top of that, you know, they are the premium bicycle tire. So, as much mountain biking as I'm doing, it's it's really great to have a partner in both sides to carry over to both moto and mountain bike. So, thanks to Maxis for supporting this. It's really great to have them on board. It's, it's a great brand to be a part of. That's for sure. I'm very fortunate. So, um, yeah, that's really, really cool. And Albeck, you know, um, the Lusty Crew in-house brand there. They're Australian-made brand. They are uh, very, very proud to be Aussie, Aussie, <coughs> Aussie brand and, and what they stand for. Cool colors, cool graphics, cool things. They have really cool bike, bike, bicycle bags, bike, uh, organizi- organizing bags that you take for your daily riding. So get over to Albeck, check that out. Obviously, you can purchase this at mxstore.com as well. Really stoked. I, I just couldn't be happier, but this last one's a big one. Maxima Racing Oils, back with them. It's been a long time there. My first sponsor, the best oil in the business, hands down. Um, big push here coming in Oz. Um, my first sponsor, Danny Massey, Trevor Reese, the, of course the Dogger. That whole family owned and operated business. You know, Pro Circuit's been with them since since they weren't peak in like 93, so don't quote me on that, but they've been with Maxima since Cowie days. Um, Factory Kawasaki, Jason Anderson. Um, really cool people with very premium products. I know a lot of teams are buying, the factory teams are buying Maxima to run in their bikes. So if that tells you something, um, you know, it, it's legit. So... If you're listening to this in Australia, Maximum might sound new, but it's got a lot of heritage. It's the most premium product on the on the market, and I personally love two products <laughs> that are very unique. I love the suspension clean. It, it's a really good abrasive, clean, non-abrasive cleaner, little less uh, potent from the contact cleaner, and I love the matte finish cleaner. <laughs> it's a really clean. It makes that shine without giving that slippery SC1. I know the SC1's rad and it smells good, but and dust gets it and whatnot. So my two favorite products right now are from Suspension Clean, Matte Cleaner, and of course you can't go wrong with the Caster 927. What a uh, what a great group to be a part of. Like I said, if you like this podcast and you trust my feedback, I recommend you know you're wearing TLD, carrying your bike in, in your gear in Albeck bags, using ODI controls. And running your bike in with maximum oil. So thanks for those coming on. Super stoked. Have some more announcement later about some possibilities of the Fink Desert Race. But until then, let's break down San Diego Supercross. My hometown race from Escondido, California originally. It's about 25 minutes north of San Diego. So when I turned on the TV and I saw that, that I was like, it looks like they're at Jack Murphy Stadium. And for those that you don't know, it used to be Jack Murphy back in the day. The Chargers played there. The Padres played there. Then it went to Qualcomm. Then the building, the stadium became archaic. They tore it down went to Petco Park. Petco Park was a dope building, but it goes, or dope stadium, but it goes into money. And so they're back at this stadium that was where Jack Murphy was on the big parking lot under the uh, 15 eight freeway kind of corner tram area in the 
East County almost, the Cajon Zone. But um, to see it back there seemed cool. I don't know what it's like inside, clearly, but to see it back in the 619 area code was really, really cool. Um, track looked cool. The the shout out to Dirtworks for just going above and beyond. Again, they've just been building tracks in the swamp, and this one just they knocked it out of the park. Right, it was tricky enough to be tricky, um, tough enough to be tough. You know, had the texture to go fast. Um, yeah, it was really looked like a really good track. You know, I'm looking at it from TV, but it it just looked like a good track to race on. I think it gave us good racing. They had some opening open turns that. Allowed for some serious bar banging action, um, or front, uh, rear wheel to front wheel banging action. But I just, you know, the series got off to a crazy start with Eli Tomac, you know, coming from behind after a crash. I wouldn't say Jet Lawrence ride was crazy, but we had weather, tricky track, and then it rains out round two. So the kind of things got all weird with a rhythm. And. We go into what should be round three, which is round two. It's San Diego. I mean, if Chad Reed, Chad Reed was there or McGrath was there, you know, you'd have some crazy results, right? Chad was so strong at San Diego. And data showed Eli Tomac was not that strong at San Diego. He was like his second worst race. So his first worst race was A1. Second worst race was San Diego. So... It was really, really dynamic to see, you know, what the outcome was. So let's dive into it. Lights class first up. Um, man, I'm going to start back with some call-outs. Hunter Yoder winning the LCQ. Yeah, I'm starting with that. Winner of the LCQ. <laughs> Hunter Yoder had a breakout ride last weekend. I think it was his first, or the round one with his first ever main event. Out of my fantasy team. He's ripping. He did a knack-knack over the finish line, and some people said, oh, you should act like you expect to be in the ra- in the main. Well, man, when you have a bad run, <laughs> and you're not, you know, not making mains for almost a year, you, your gas ga- your Geico Honda ride got pulled after like a five-year deal, it stokes, it, you're stoked to be back in it. Your Hunter get, wins LCQ and goes on to get 14th in the main. Amazing ride. He's on a partzilla Kawasaki, beating the likes of, you know, Anthony Rodriguez, Dominic Thury, Dylan Schwartz. Yeah, he's doing good, man. Uh, that's cool. I like seeing good people do good. But the, the whole night, re, re, I think, revolved around uh, chaos, right? We had chaos after chaos after chaos. And it was really interesting to see just what was going on, right? The track did not seem that hard, but it just... It was biting people, right? And Jet qualifies first with Hampshire second, Pierce Brown third. Enzelope's proved again. He's fourth. You know, he's fast. He got the speed ahead of Levi Kitchen, Cameron McAdoo, Styles Robertson, Max Volan in eighth. So you have, you know, about one second from first to, to eighth. And then you have the privateer Derek Kelly qualifying ninth. What's interesting to me is... um. The star guys are off. They're just off the pace. Like, just off the pace, it seems like. When you have the likes of the Club MX team, who was kind of like the C-level team or B-plus team, now they're the A-team. They're the, the, the they're qualifying better than the star guys. 
it's interesting, right? That's a twisted development motor. And for those that there was rumblings preseason about twisted development and it's it's quality control, whatever. You had allegedly people getting hurt using twisted, whether it was the the mods or the maintenance, whatever. I think we can shut those down. Enzo Lopes is hole shotting. Enzo Lopes is qualifying first. Phil Nicoletti's running top three. Enzo's badass. I'm pumped for Jamie Ellis, Shearby, the whole crew there. I don't know the exact staff now, but so if you're working at Twisted, you're badass. Small little workshop, very passionate people. So they're behind the engines on those FXR Club of Mexico Omaha's and, and they're ribbing. So yeah, Jet Lawrence wins again, man. Hampshire second, McAdoo third, Enzo P4, Pierce Brown fifth, Styles Robinson sixth. Mitchell Olenberg, 7th, Nicoletti, 8th, Derek Kelly, ninth. Wow. Um, and Cole Thompson running out the top 10. Um, like I said, chaos. One person that I'm, you know, honestly, probably on suicide watch is Max Volan. That poor kid just could not make good choices on the night. Didn't qualify extremely well. It's a big year for him. Makes a poor decision going to the first turn. Nose wheelies to an endo after the restart um, in the heat race. Goes to the LCQ, has it, ejects off, gets a terrible start. I looked at the starting technique as well. He's sitting straight up and down and then does this huge lunge like as the gate drops. I think it's just overcooked. He needs to relax a little bit. You know, he's so far one other way, another way from the riders. It's like... I think you could bring it in a little bit. Don't accent that. If that was a, I understand the move to get the body weight over the start, but it's just such a huge pendulum swing. It's just if you don't time it right, you're off. Bad start. He's buried in LCQ. That bike should be so far ahead of everyone. A factory rebel KTM in the LCQ. Talk about pressure. Gets into qualifying, flies off the track, and then on the way off the track, clips an Alpine Star medical unit guy in the head, knocks him out. And it looked like it, at least. I hope he wasn't, but it sure, certainly looked like the Alpine Stars medic unit was knocked out wearing a helmet. Thank God the dude was wearing a helmet. And goes on to not make the main. So this is, this is a fight-or-flight situation for Maximus Volan, as I heard he wants to be called now, not Max. He can take this, and he has nothing to lose now. Nothing to lose going into the next round. And... Just rip it because he's not in the tra- title chase no more. And just rip off some podiums. I just don't think he has the speed. I don't think he has the speed of McAdoo, Hampshire, or Lopes. Um, and then as Pierce Brown gets, you know, I think he's sitting right around 6th six, six through 8th, right? That right about there. So that's enough about the LCQs. We talked about Yoder. We talked about uh Maximus Volan not making the main and what's to come. So we gotta look for him to make a return strong or you're gonna see a catastrophic end to this guy's Red Bull career um towards the end of the year. I know it's only round two, but gosh, there's a this the amount of pressure at that age, this this could be a, a breaking point. So let's hope it isn't. Great kid, great family. You obviously there's an, an enormous amount of talent, but he's gotta get through it. Um Enzelope's leading heat race, dude, sick. You know, um, there's a red flag restart. He leads it again. 
I think it's coming down. He's got the speed. You, I'm pretty confident he has the endurance with that program there. I think he just needs to believe. He needs to believe um, that he can win, be up with those guys longer. He's got the speed. Lap time show it. You can't. You can get fitter, but you just can't buy speed. So, like, hopefully he can believe and get in there. In the main, another good start, but he's got his brother-in-law <laughs> or uh, future brother-in-law, Filthy Phil Nicoletti, behind him. And I just want to say, gosh darn, Phil Nicoletti, you are a bad dude. You know, I, I, you've really grown. I've been, <laughs> you, you over this last couple of years, I've grown to be a huge fan, right? You're transparent. You're fun. You work hard. You're getting better. Your career is getting better. You, you you have a sellable product in yourself. So hats off to Phil Nicoletti for getting up front. And he, he went backwards, right? But let's be real. The dude probably just got tight as well. Um, he's got he does, might not have the top end speed of the top three, but I look for Phil Nicoletti to be, you know, sixth through third, right? And I think he could. The right things happen. He could land on the box, which would be sick. Um, Oldenburg was kind of you know in P seven, kind of just lot like not a lot out of him, and that's pretty gnarly. Like he's a damn good rider, but I just didn't see a lot. <clears throat> You're not seeing that Moto Concepts, you know powerhouse without freezy so they you know they they it's weird right you that team was everywhere in your eyes last year and they're kind of quiet this year because of without freezy but oldenburg is right there um qualified seventh finished seventh lap times don't lie styles robertson qualified ninth finished sixth right lap times don't lie he got better throughout the night i don't know if he's facing um coming back from injury or what he just doesn't seem like himself bad starts are plaguing him so it's interesting, right? Star Wars, the bike last year, you have in the year before with Frandis and Craig, hole shots and this, and um, you're just not seeing him up front. Um, if you did this year, so far this year, they've been on the ground a lot um, in the first turn. Uh, Pierce Brown coming back from, in, you know, first round injury, a P5. Wow, what a turnaround. Great ride. Um, look for him to get better uh, and better. He's under his tutelage of Will Hahn. I think they've got that bike figured out. I think. The kid's got an enormous amount of talent. He's a great kid, great family. We need to see. We need to see him stay healthy. He has uh, history has shown he's has been plagued by injuries, but let's keep it healthy. Pierce Brown, keep improving. Enzo Lopes P4 just off the box, qualified fourth, finished fourth. There you go. Right? You know, it's just that's that's what it is. Um, it's uh, yeah, Cameron McAdoo third. Let me dive into this. I'm a huge fan of Cameron McAdoo's work ethic, his speed. There's two things I take away with Cameron McAdoo right now. His bike setup looks terrible. He's crunched super far over. I think he's running a super low bar from the looks of it. And I know he's a taller dude. You, I think his team needs to look at going to like a 999 or like a CR high bar, getting a high seat from him. You think I'm crazy. But everything's set up for when he's a smaller guy. And he looks tight. His pegs need to go down and back. Get that bike built up for a taller dude, but he's just tight. He looks crunched. Like he can't breathe. Get him opened up. Get his like it sounds like Rhino right now, but get him opened up. Get him get him dialed in, right? Get him get him to where he can breathe. Okay? It just seems like everything's hunched over and tight and he's you you're seeing it too. Um second thing with him is the pouting on the podium and I deserve better I'm better than this and I'm just I'm sorry, buddy. Like, I'm sorry. 
you're not as fast as Hampshire and Lawrence right now. Celebrate the third. Going back to work. Yep, I'm going to work harder. I need to get where I need. I'm not satisfied, but man, I'm stoked. You should be stoked with third, dude. Like, let's sell. Look at F1 guys getting fifth and celebrating the third. We need to change the narrative of the sport to celebrate a good ride. Yeah, are you bummed? You should be, but don't pout. Don't like. Oh, I'm. I'm not. Be the pouting doesn't make people think you're gonna you're not working hard and that's we know you want more we know you're not happy but man celebrate it celebrate it take it in gotta work on some things those guys were fast but don't be a powder okay that's just my takeaway R J Hampshire he's the opposite he's just happy he's sharing changed the narrative for me he sure crashed a lot within two rounds um, he's not. Right, and I'm really stoked to see Hampshire. He looks fast. He does some aggressive turns, and he hasn't thrown it away. Touch wood, but I just would love to see him start with Jet. But the important thing is, you can tell RJ is taking it as it comes. He's like, man, I'm just happy how I'm riding. Ride good. It all. We're two rounds in. Jet is dominant right now. You, but I want to see these guys run one two off the gate or two one. I think we're going to have a race. You know Hampshire is going to bury himself to stay with Jet. He'll ride him hard. He wants to win. So that's my takeaway on, on RJ is, gosh, just get a start, dude. You have some pace. Jet, what can you say? Perfect day. Perfect day. Besides crashing on the single, like going over the berm, pretty much perfect day. He rode solid. He rode good. Um, I think that he's the epitome of maximizing shift points. You put a, the, all these bikes in the dyno, I'm pretty confident that Hondo's not making the most power, but it's the most efficient with his package. And Yeah, round two, Jet Lawrence, again, HRC Honda, making it look easy. It's going to take something special for RJ or Cameron McAdoo or Enzo Lopes, the rest of the boys, to get in his way. Um, it's really cool. I'm, I'm really, really impressed with uh, Cameron, uh, Jet Lawrence. My apologies, Jet. You're killing it. And keep it up, dude. Um, it's going to take a big, big task to beat him this year. It's it's quite daunting, to be honest, to see. He's won a sketchy track. He won on an easier track. And it's, I think it's just going to become easier. But this is Supercross. Anything can happen during the week. Um, it can happen on the weekend. But let's hope uh, we can see these boys race. 450 Supercross. Let's talk about it. Whew. Wow, 450 Supercross. How bad do you think Shane McElrath was sweating in the LCQ? <laughs> For those that had him in your fantasy, holy crap. That just started off with that. That was crazy. He was in, he was out. But um, Alex Ray, Swap Moto Live's Alex Ray. He don't like me. I'm still blocked. But, dude, the dude is riding good. I'm really stoked for that guy. Um, feels deep. <clears throat> I, I uh, give credit where credit is due. Stoked for A-Ray, Swap Moto Live crew. He rode good. Got 21st in the main, but, man, you got to get in it. He's in it. Scored two points. Um, really impressed with how he's riding. He's doing cool shit on the bike. He's obviously gelling with that that uh, Yamaha. Um, going into some other shout-outs. Man, like I said, McElrath got in there. He missed it last weekend. Um, but really the big thing is Malcolm Stewart, fastest qualifier. He, uh, fastest qualifier, he almost, you know, he, he's just in, won a heat race. 
and then just fully ch- just had some moments in the main. Very impressed with the speed. He's kind of putting himself in the backseat in the championship. So now it's race wins, right? So can Malcolm get his first race win? Not the way he's riding in mains. Um, his speed's there, but his race craft, his consistency needs to change moving forward, or it's going to be extremely hard for old uh, Mookie to get in there. Dean Wilson, 14. Um, yeah, it just seems like he's struggling with something. Um, fan favorite, love the dude. I think he's fighting some demons. Justin Hill, 13th. Really good ride, P13. <clears throat> I think that's kind of where you expect him. He's riding really good, getting better and better. He's punching the bag before the main, doing Justin Hill stuff. Um, but I thought that was a good ride by him. Colt Nichols on the HRC Honda. P12, don't really know what happened there. Just, I don't know. He had a good start in the good start in heat race. And, yeah, just, I don't know. I don't know what happened to the main P12. Not very flashy. Christian Craig, 11th, kind of invisible all day, all night. Nothing to report on him. Um, looking for him to improve. Savachi on the Wick, Rick Ware Racing P10, super impressive. He got beaten Factory Husky, beating Factory Honda, um, beating Factory Husky McElrath. Dude, the guy is, he's right where he needs to be. Uh, Aaron Plessinger, he's got to be sore. P9, rough night, dude, hitting Sexton's bike after it crashed in front of him. That definitely probably took a toll. Um, but P9, I, I'm liking what I'm seeing from AP, though. I think he will surprise us soon. And then uh, P8, Adam Cincerello. Wow, was that rad to see him up front. But what was even cooler was that he held it together and just, like, put my laps in. Go to, you know, let these guys go through me. Got to finish the race. You know, he, uh, this is where it came undone not too long ago at San Diego on the whoops, did his knee. It's just been an ongoing thing for AC. So I think, um, yes, he does want to be P8, but he finished another race. He led a lap or two. He's, he's doing better than he has in time. So really cool. P7. Jason Anderson, I think uh, emotion got. The, I think Barsha barshed him. You know, he, he obviously cleaned out Barsha, but did Anderson's emotion get the best of him? And you know, all that other stuff come into his washout. I, I think so. I think he needs to play the longer game. I think he doesn't even need to tweet about Barsha. He's better than that. Um, I don't know. I just think it's. Yeah, I, I love it. I love that he's got that J-Law, like, free spirit. But this is a serious deal, and any distractions could mess with you. And why even put a question mark in there? But nonetheless, huge fan of Jason Anderson with a P6 the, after a fall. And, yeah, that's – that's I'm sorry, P7 after a fall. And just a rough night again. He's making mistakes. And I think it's that trying too hard in this circumstance is what Jason's doing because he knows he can win. Ferrandis P6, nothing to call home about. I don't. I think it's a good ride, but I'm not. I just think he's got a lot of room to to grow with not overriding the bike. I think his commitment to being aggressive and never quit is getting him over the line when he he, he needs some more finesse and some to ride that bike a little better. I think he overrides the 450 still. P5 with Chase Sexton. Um, that was a tough night. LCQ, man, his knee looked like it got damaged, which was scary. I was like, did we lose him? He didn't. Um, 
big hit, uh, P5. I think that's a that's a bad night for Chase. Chase should be no, he should be P3 all day long. Um, just, he needs to put himself in that position. You know, it doesn't help when you know Jason Anderson cleans you out, but uh, yeah, he he was a bad night. Bad night for for uh, Chase, and that sucks. But a bad night being fifth, I think you, this series it, it it's that needs to be your worst night. So P four Ken Roxon, dude, that's it's solid, like solid night for Ken Roxon with a P four. He thought he had that that night one, um, was that heat race one, and let it slip from Malcolm just barely. Like it looked like he couldn't turn his bike. You know all these this this parody and and fun about just kicking it and dude I bet a couple times he wished he could start that bike he saw McElrath kicking his bike yeah I'm getting over it it's old tech put an extra start on it you know I think you could mod it up I think I know they don't want to but um you know if he switched to factory connection during the week um, testing with them that's who did his factory or his genuine Honda suspension for Yuri Vikonsky's team. So obviously he's found something he likes within the team at Factory Connection to start working with him on a Suzuki's. So that's really, really cool. You know, like Ken thrives on his surroundings and what he's doing and and how the, the vibe is. And obviously those guys at Factory Connection give him the vibe. Um... So let's think. Let's see. He said he was testing each heat, each lap, each session, and getting more and more comfortable. And P four on the night, solid. And I just think he could have been on the podium. I don't think he could have committed around Barsha and got the got the um, that podium. But Barsha's scary to those guys for some reason. <laughs> I don't know why they think he's scary, but I think there's there's more to it. P three Barsha, um, dude, he rode he rode good. I. I I'm not a huge fan of the 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 you know scary behind the mask and then not backing it up when the helmet comes off. Um but that's just what he is, man. He's been consistent. I don't you know, he's he's very two-faced with his riding. Um he's on the new bike. His bike looks good. He looks good in his TLD gear, but I I just you're not going to change who he is and I think that's one thing you got to appreciate. He is what he is. He's aggressive. He saws off wheels. He's going to forget what happened after the race, kind of. That's Justin Barsha, and he got third place. Moving on. Cooper Webb, statement. On Gypsy Tales podcast, preseason, I said I didn't think Cooper Webb had the speed. I was wrong. He showed me last night, or on, on the weekend. I was wrong. Cooper Webb is an absolute beast. He's 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 back. He's back. That's it. Cooper Webb is back to himself. He's hungry. He's he's on pace. He's he, he's back. I was wrong. I was dead wrong about my prediction that Cooper Webb didn't have the speed to run with Tomac and Chase Sexton with another second and hanging in there with Eli, not letting him run away, was impressive. He's gritty. He's a badass. I'm happy I'm wrong. Cooper Webb, keep it up. Your bike looks good. Your program looks good. You're doing stuff on the bike that I forgot you did. He's back. Eli Tomac, P1. Amazing. The guy is riding phenomenal. Bike looks like it's got movement, comfort, firm. He can turn it. It's what he needs, and it's clear. 
that he is driving with that bike. The rumors of it's a 22, not a 23. It's a 23. They've done some stuff to it clearly to get it to where he likes it, but it's what it is. That's it. Eli Tomac's on fire. It's going to take crazy things to upset him. He's going to manage the series. He's happy. It's coming easy to him. But it is Supercross. Things can happen. So thanks to all you riders that gave it give it everything each day, each weekend. We're putting on a show for a lot of dumbasses like me to go on podcasts in their garage and talk about it for the five people that listen to this thing. But seriously, great weekend of racing. Look forward to many more weekends but until then, you have Eli Tomac and Jet Lawrence dominating both rounds. Um, pretty special time we're in. You know, Ken Roxon on Suzuki. Cooper Webb's back. It is on, and we have a lot more racing to go. So that's it for the Supercross. I wanted to share something before you saw, I signed off on this, and I've been giving these little dad things and and little little pieces of advice. And I took one of a cool uh, XC mountain bike ride on my uh, <coughs> Sniper Fro. On Saturday morning, because um, I chose not to ride, we went to Stanmore Gold Coast, Gold Coast Club, which is about 15 minutes down the road, to take Mason riding. And Mason had a kind of breakthrough week on a 65. And if you haven't seen the MX Store um, build on his 65, I suggest you do it. Cruise Tune Componentry. It's a really cool Super 65, long swing arm, lifted fork. It's borderline in 85. Um and it, it's really cool. You'll understand more when you read the story. Um, it's it, it's dope. So check out his bike. But back onto the, my my little statement is, I was watching Mace ride and, and he's ripping for him, right for him. And I'm like really proud of him. And I'm like, Mace, these are the times that you know you're you broke through. You're on that another level, <clears throat> not the level of no one. You're just on your next level. And I want you to. These are the times people get hurt. They lose focus, they're confident, they're having fun, they're feeling the extra speed, and they're not focused, and they maybe rush a pass, or they, they get entitled passing a slower person, and they just make a dumb move, or they override the track. And no shit, like, the next session, or two sessions later, he's going over the biggest jump on the tracks, downhill triple, and he doubles it, because most 65s, I'd say 99% of 65s jump, or uh, double it. And then you single the third, but it's kind of around a hip. And then all of a sudden I see, like, the kid's freaking out, and I can't see him. And Mason grabbed a bunch of hand, grabbed a bunch of throttle on the landing of the third one and slid out high-sided. Didn't see it, but the bad thing was another rider was coming over. It was like a, you know, 60-foot double into a downhill triple and you blind. And luckily the kid didn't hit his bike. And then someone got over to flag, let him know. So no one got hurt. Uh, Mason got a good tumble, high side, got up, started his bike, rode back after, you know, finished the lap, came back. Um, I said, Mace, what happened? He's like, oh, I slid out, and his little buddy, that Nixon, goes, oh, he didn't do anything stupid, he just, he just, uh, you know, slid out because they watered. I'm like, oh, okay. I'm like, dude, do you know why it happened? He's like, yeah, I, 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 exactly that. The landing's kind of off camber, and I gassed it offline trying to pass that kid. I'm like, cool, dude. Well, here's where it gets interesting. I'm like, typically you call mom one on the way home. Hey, just let mom know we're safe. And she goes, did you have any crashes? Or Mace would answer the phone. Oh, mom, I had a big crash. I'm okay, though. I said, Mace, you didn't do anything stupid. You learned. I've crashed that many times by just making mistakes. 
99% of his day was amazing. Riding good, two seconds a lot faster on the track than he was before. Like, let's not talk about the crash. You're good. You broke a grip. Got to replace an ODI grip. Bend your subframe back. But, dude, let's not take away from what you learned. Let's not drag you down from that one mistake. Yes, it was a small mistake that could have been bad, but you had no intention of crashing. You didn't try a jump you didn't shouldn't have tried. You shouldn't have... You didn't jump over someone you shouldn't have. You didn't make a poor decision. It was just a riding incident. So let's not talk about it. So his poppy, um, his grandpa calls him. How's riding, Mace? He was good, poppy. Two seconds faster. Didn't talk about the crash. Mom comes up, gets him. Hey, mom, riding was good. Cool. How was your day? Great. Didn't talk about the crash. I found with Mason, I don't want to reflect on the bad things. I want to reflect on what was good. I don't know if that's good for you or not or feeding it into your child or coworker that, you know, the bad, the bad, don't do the bad again. Good day, but the bad, the bad. No, we just didn't talk about it because he knew what he did wrong. He understood he was offline, he was shiny, and just in the moment battling with that kid, he overrode the track for the condition. So that was pretty cool, like, just to see him revert to, oh, dad's not going to talk about the crash and teach me about it more. Let's bury it. Let's put it in a little hole, bury it. Get on with ourselves. So I recommend anyone, man, in the workplace, on the track with your son, on the track with yourself, calling your wife or your friend and ask how your day was, or on the mountain bike, oh, I bonked. I'd say for the most part, 80% of that day or more was good. Don't reflect on the bad. Talk about the good, right? Talk about what was good. Build that day up. Because that's what that day was for, was to be fun. It was to be a good time, not about a bad time. You had no intentions of making a poor mistake. But if you tried a jump, you shouldn't try it. I've tried. If you made a poor decision, reflect on that. Talk about it. Get support from others why it happened. If you don't know why it happened. But if, it, if you know why it happened and it was just a simple mistake, don't talk about it. Be lucky you didn't get hurt. And move on and talk about the good stuff. And I think having that headspace really helps. And one th- one uh, company I want to say thanks to is Rhino Power. Forgot them. They're a sponsor of my program. Use uh, Sleater 15 for 15% off all Rhino Power products. Me and Mason were drinking Rhino Power all day at the Sandmore Gold Coast Club. It was extremely hot out here on the Gold Coast in summer. Um, Jet Lawrence uses Rhino Power. And... He's dominating. So the product proves is, is the product speaks for itself, right? Aaron Tanty, Nathan Crawford, uh, the best, uh, Regan Duffy, all these Aussie boys are using it. I suggest you use it. Like I said, use Sleater underscore 15 for your Rhino Power subs at rhinopower.com. And if you're in Australia, rhinopower.com.au. And yeah, check it out. Well, guys. I broke down Anaheim. I gave you a little, you know, life lesson that I, you know, learned from myself and my journey with my son. Gave you some discount codes. Uh, what's up for, on the calendar for me? We're going to go to Coolum this Sunday. It's a gnarly sand track on the sunny coast of Australia, about two hours from me. Do some sand practice, put some paddle tires on. I'll be running my Maxxis paddle tire, roosting on my 450, getting ready for the sunny states. 
vet class. Um, I'm on the fence about the one two five class because it's a three moto format, but that's it. Getting ready, you know. Um, another thing too, I stopped drinking about two weeks ago. Stopped drinking casual drinks, beers, alcohol. Feel so much better. Not, I wasn't an alcoholic. Didn't have a drinking problem. But like I've made some candid jokes uh, on the pod about being a fat ass, and you know, if you see me. Carrying a little mud around the gut and 42. I'm just eliminating things that not make me feel good. Um, and I'm excited to start feeling better, taking better care of myself. Um, so, yeah, stop drinking. You know, have my carbonated waters and some lime instead. A few of my friends have done the same thing. And, you know, this isn't that I don't condone alcohol. That's not the case. It's just right now for me, I need to make a change and feel better. I've been on a run training on my bicycle working hard, back in the water surfing, super stoked on that. So before we go, make a change. I didn't feel good. Just cut out the drinking, got back in the water, clear my head. So, yeah, that's it for me, guys. Take it for, take it for what it is. Thanks for tuning in to my 2 life Get over to the website, my2alife.com, for any new tests, blogs, all things me, whether you want, like it or not. Cheers. Enjoy some face to face. You don't know what they